Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Welcome to the Walker AC Experience for June 27th in the year of our something something 2023. I am your host, Walker AC, and to you, my friends, yes, you're still my friends. I go by Adrian. Now, the Out of Context podcast has been postponed for a day or two because life. But fear not. I'm here to rescue you from the mundane things in your life. So you're going to sit back, sit by the fireplace, grab the kiddos, folks. It's time for another show. So once again, we are here for digital download, looking at your major theaters near you for downloading via Napster, uTorrent, BitTorrent, and all the other things you millennials have no idea what I'm talking about. But before we get started, I'd like to introduce to you my co-host for this wonderful show, Welcome back to Florida. Welcome back to Florida, man. Welcome back to Ron DeSantis. Welcome back to the open world of COVID before they, you know, realize how bad this thing was. Our good friend and yours, Kevin Yu. Hey, Kevin, how's it going, sir? Hello. Way too make me feel worse than welcome back to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> it is what we do here. Welcome you back with open arms because uh, if I'm going to suffer here in Florida, damn it, so shall you. Um, how, how does it feel to be back here? Well, you know, it's open arms and open carry over here. Um, it's been a strange adjustment. It's, I feel like being in the South is starting to really grind on me. Um, I don't know, but like, I'm going to make the best of it because it's, there's no use in wallowing in, in the difficulty, but just I tell, I tell myself, keep pushing yourself forward. And, you know, even like in the morale sense too. It's just, you know, if you're having a hard time, just you know, make that effort because I'd rather go down swinging. And um, I, what I heard about Florida is that um, basically, you can, it's whatever crimes people have or they commit, it's just public knowledge. So that's why I think a lot of newest stories come out of Florida. Now, this may be completely, off, you know, uh, incorrect, but maybe that's why all these crazy news stories just come out of Florida. And then Florida has a reputation because of that. It's a weird thing because uh, I've been in and out of Florida. It's been well documented. I've been in and out of Florida for the past 25 years. And Florida has a very interesting reputation um, due to its low educational rate, crime rate, you name it, it has happened. But it's mainly a big retirement state. In my belief system is everyone who's retired all over the U.S. choose to come to Florida. They've paid their penance and they want to come here and do nothing and just relax the rest of their days. Sit on the beach, turn orange, get skin cancer, you name it, it's going to happen. Um, it's kind of mind-boggling being my age here in Florida. Looking around, I really don't tend very well. I'm a horrible swimmer, but I can play basketball. And I can run really fast. Black joke nailed it. Um, other than that, I just, nah, just the whole Florida man thing and all the weird, bizarre happenings that goes on. I guess it is the, the uh, season of the joke for Florida until something else in some other state does something stupid. And then it'll be their turn of tag. You know, they'll be it. So we can pick on them for now. I also like to think of Florida as the um, basically the refuge of other places like we get people that get, get kicked out of their states like new yorkers and people from new jersey or michiganders it's like uh oh you got in trouble better run away to florida and it's it is a strange thing that's happening in florida is that 
the price of properties and real estate has been rising steadily quite quickly. And the people of retirement age are actually facing worse odds here. And they may not be able to afford to live in Florida anymore. And so there are other places that I think people are retiring to. And so it's, I think the demographics of Florida may be changing. It could, because when it's time for me to retire, I believe I'm going to uh, go to Butte, Montana, or Asgard, Nebraska, or, you know, some small little bitty town where, like, there's a town of 50 and one black person, and that'll be me. Um, so I figure I can retire there and go to the local feed store and, uh, you know, you know, get my icy and my block of ice to last me for the month. But, uh, no, I think I'm uh, going to be done with the Sunshine State here very shortly. Mm. I don't know. I'm very ethnic. It makes me wary to go to uh, such places. I don't want it to be seen as just, oh, that nice colored fellow. Let's <laughs> say I think in my age now, you know, I think I've graduated from, from the black guy to the colored fellow to that weird guy over there, you know, who doesn't speak like he looks. Um, you know, I think I've uh, survived all of that. So I think I can survive in Maine or Utah or you know, um, East Tennessee, I think I can survive there. Um, I don't think the Florida retirement area is really much me anymore. I mean, and of course, I have to go back a little bit. Wait a second, Kevin. You've only been here for not even a week, and you're tired of it already? Uh, it's it's weird, kind of like everything new is the same again. It's It feels like every time I've had to restart my life, I end up with my family, and like, it's have different experiences so it's like the same kind of restarting point where like i'm trying to change but other things have not changed and so it's a strange kind of um a space that i have to keep fighting and that i have to be the one that keeps evolving and keeps trying whereas other things do not evolve and, and change and so it is a little odd but you know subtle things change and usually change is subtle but I, you know, I have new goals and new perspectives and like, but I find myself being drawn into who I used to be because of my environment that has not changed. And I understand that. I think we touched upon this a couple of shows ago without rehashing everything, but it's one thing for you. I'm using you as an example um, for you, Kevin, to evolve yourself into a better version of yourself, whereas your surroundings, everything is the same. Mayberry is still Mayberry. You know, the Andy Griffin show, that little bitty town is still the same, and you've evolved and, and gotten better. And I will agree with you to a point. It's much easier to slip back into old habits because your surroundings never change versus still continuing to evolve, still continuing to just to build yourself up versus looking at the other people who are just still stagnant and still the same. It is frustrating. It's so frustrating. Um, but you just really have to refocus on your own growth because once again, like we said in the past couple of podcasts, you don't want to reach down in the water to pull up somebody you care about and then get pulled down with you. I absolutely agree. It's been like, you know, the big topic of, uh, our last episode about your environment and that, you know, your environment really does impact you, you, who you are and, and what you're doing and, and your resources and your, 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 uh, contributing factors. So being very conscious about these things is important. And I get, and just like you said, kind of looking into yourself and also just knowing when to help 
others and I went let go and there's you gotta know when people are ready to change if people are not ready to change then don't waste your breath you know be nice be a good role model but know your boundaries easier said than done my friend <laughs> and mm-hmm. I think everyone who listens to this show will just pretty much agree it's just a basic way of life um um, you know, I really don't want to draw the line of, you know, person who grew up in poverty, became this multimillionaire basketball player, goes back to the hood to go see his family and they're still in the same spot and you try to bring them up with you. But that's, you know, that's a really, really kind of broad range to to okay. uh, to connect those dots. But it's like, yeah, once again, using you as an example, you're my guinea pig. Sorry. Um <laughs> You you go back to your old surroundings and everything is the same. And if I had any hair, I would I would literally be pulling it out um, because you make reconnections with people, and I have as well. And you're like, wow. And you you just can't wrap your head around it. It's such a difficult thing to wrap a head around. Um, but we won't harp on it too long because, once again, listen to the experience the past couple of shows and we get really, really in, in, into detail about that. So we won't harp on it too much. But I'll give the final word back to you because, once again, you know, you're back here in Florida and some things hasn't really changed for you as far as your, as far as your people and your surroundings. Well, it also kind of should serve as motivation that you can still make those changes and seek out new experiences and new people around you as long as you keep yourself open to it and keep thinking to yourself that I have not changed, I've put forth the effort and I have it within me. I have the capability, I have my watermark of my success and my power. And keep pushing yourself because you know you've done it and that your environment may want to try to bring you back. But you know you've got it in you to keep trying and keep pushing. I think we all have that willpower. I think we all have that motivation. But just like we said before, it's all a matter of the want and the fear and the anxiety of that awesome change that people don't want to do. They want the big bucks. They want the fabulous prizes, but they don't want to play. They don't want to make those hardcore sacrifices to be better because... Like we said, ad nauseum, you get the, you, you hit that fear, and that holds you back from everything. So it's better to sit and wallow in your mediocrity, and sit and wallow in you know your. And see, I don't want to to downplay people's choices of their lives because we want to see everyone better. Sometimes that kind of clouds our just judgment and make us seem a little bit narcissistic because. You know, we say, if we can do it, why can't you? And that's simply not the case. Because mm-hmm. when, when you're a pig and you're filth, why do you want to be clean? You know, you enjoy it. You like being in your filth. You get fed and everything of the sort. So why do you want to change that? You know, so you just sit there and, you know, the other person looks at you. You're like, no, you should be clean like me. And the other person's going to go, why? <laughs> why? I have everything I need here. So screw yeah. you. You know, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. It's, I've been trying to refine this whole philosophy that I'm um, trying to put into a pithy saying. And so far, the newest iteration is that people are afraid of change, but they're not, and they're not afraid of suffering. 
Because I think, and, and please, if, if, I'm, if I'm wrong, please correct me. I think suffering is a part of life. It is a healthy part of life. Just like being bullied is a healthy part of life. That gives you the motivation to look in the mirror and find out that sometimes it is me. You know, sometimes it's not them. Sometimes it is me. You know, maybe I do need to alter myself to become a better version of myself. And um, yeah, that's one of the multiple heart pills to swallow about life. Because if you want something, you're going to have to suffer. You're going to have to sweat. You're going to have to fall on your face multiple, multiple times. Because like we said before, and see, we're doing this, Kevin. We're doing this. We're going back to our old shows. <laughs> if it's... Well... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't want to interrupt your I, thought. I would... Those two... The two term, terms I, I need to, to challenge in suffering. Now, suffering is not the same as pain. As... As has been said before, that pain is inevitable. Suffering is a choice. You know, the pain of loss, the pain of of putting forth the effort, the pain of sacrifice. That's part of the part of it all. Suffering is kind of is ruminating, is staying there, and kind of you know, almost inviting it into you. I think there's a big difference, a very important um, delineation that we need to 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 have, and. And bullying, I think bullying also is, I don't think that's a great example, because bullying is about a power dynamic, a, po a choice that somebody else has to enforce their will and cruelty on another person. And I think that the problem is more upon, upon the bully rather than the victim. Um, and like, I also, I also like that one quote, you know, I saw a show with Mickey Mouse that said, um, don't mistake my kindness for weakness. And I think bullying is just a symptom of somebody that has issues or just a sociopath. Hmm. And I will give a slight counterpoint on those three. So okay. you, mentioned, you mentioned suffering is a choice. And with that, I will acquiesce and I'll say you're right. You're 100% right on that. So that definitely made me think when you said that. Um, so I would definitely amend my statement by saying yes. You know, going through the pain of, of growth, that's something that's, that's something that's necessary for, you know, for you to, for you to better yourself. And most people don't want to be, most people don't want to go through the pain of that. You know, so for that, I'll definitely understand, I'll definitely course correct on that one. Um, as far as bullying, yes, the person's bullying you has a whole lot of, you know, insecurities, a whole lot of issues. And when they bully you, I believe that you see some parts of the bullier in you. You know, looking at, okay, he's picking on me because of the way I look or the way I dress or the way I carry myself. And I'm going to take that bullying and I'm going to turn it into something positive and I'm going to push myself to be better. You know, in spite of this person that's pushing me around because they can't handle their own, you know, they can't handle their own insecurities. You know, so that's my view of bullying as, as skewed as it, as, as it sounds. Um, and please forgive me. What was the third thing that you mentioned? So my brain kind of went haywire just, just oh, for a split second. Well, I just compared pain to suffering and just how bullying may not be a great example of, of uh, I guess, what it takes to change. Mm -hmm. and, and there was a third point that, that escaped me, but I'll definitely come back to that. 
But as I was saying before, you know, with with pain, nay suffering with pain, if it's if it's not difficult, you know, then you know, then the reward isn't isn't as good. You know, if it's if it's easy, everybody can do it. If being a millionaire is easy, everybody can do it. If being ripped and shredded and in the gym, if it was that easy, everybody can do it. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's difficult, it's painful, and mm-hmm. you have a subset of society that just don't want to do it. And for that particular right. subset of people, it doesn't bother me because I know that, okay, fine. You don't want to put the work in, that's fine. I understand it. I may not agree with it, but that's the way you live your life. But for the people that I'm putting you into that category, the people that you and I care about, you know, that we want to see at that particular level, that don't want to do it, it's just, it drives us insane internally mm-hmm. because you can look at them and go, I know you can do this. You know, I know you're stubborn enough to do this. You know, if you can sit in this corner, you know, sit in your filth and be stubborn and be steadfast about it, I know you can take the same energy and you can apply it to something else that will exponentially just get you out of that. But you don't want to do it. And so it goes back to what we mentioned before, it's just having the strength and not a whole lot, and not a whole lot of us have that. I'll be the first to admit that I don't sometimes is that strength just to go, okay, I will see you later. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Godspeed, take care of yourself, rewipe, rinse, wash your hands, I'll see you later kind of thing. So that's mm-hmm. one of the difficult things we talked about earlier. A, a philosophy that I think is very interesting is um, actually comes from people who fight professionally. What I've heard is one of their mottos is embrace the grind. And I try to think of that, that you embrace the hardship and know that that's part of it. And that whether it's a physical, emotional, or other type of, of, of difficulty, you it's kind of like accepting it and knowing like this is part, just part of the process and it's not going to end you. It's just part of what it takes to, to grow and to change. Um, and then also think about point when it comes to bullying and, and change, we got to think, if you are the target of bullying, why are you changing? Are you changing to satisfy the bully? That would be ridiculous. Why should we live on terms of, of somebody that has aggression because of, of they don't and they aim it towards you? The change should come from, from yourself. It should be self-motivated, self-directed for your terms of success. And you should keep pushing. It's their problem. They got a problem with you. But if you change to think, I'm. It's like, if, if it's about confidence, be confident in the way that you define. Not because people that want to bully you and to and to hurt you because you're different. And I do think, why do people judge each other? Why do people want to bully each other? And I think it's it's because they're unhappy that they are not like just like the way they want them to be. I see this in kind of like. Um, mis- like for example, misogyny. Now, why do why do I guess let's put to say straight cisgender men? Why are they such misogynists? Maybe because not every single woman is the type of woman they want, and that makes them mad. Now, should a woman should all women strive to be what all what these kind of men want? Of course not. They should be you know, you know defining them themselves and what they want and striving towards that. 
And so these changes that we were talking about, whether it should be, you know, to defy bullying or to, or just to face the change, the, the pain of it, it should be self-motivated knowing that there's a better you waiting and you keep evolving and you should be the captain of your ship, the, the hero of your story. And, but it's up to you to define that goal and to, and to work towards it. Of course. I mean, that should really be the common goal for everybody. And in a perfect world, we would all have those particular goals, you know, mm -hmm. because at a young age, we were always raised to grow up, be successful, have a family, two car garage, white picket fence, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And we feel like a failure if we do not accomplish that. And I think we have lost sight of just a basic needs in life just to have basic success you know and in particular generations they are starting to frown upon success most people are starting to fight against the you know grow up make something of yourself go to college for example go to college have a business pad your future so when you're older you're comfortable and you're not 80 years old working at Walmart, not there's anything wrong with that, but you understand the gist of that. Um, I think success nowadays is more frowned upon than it is celebrated. And I'm not too sure where that, where that turn happened. Well, to provide a counterpoint, um, as you mentioned in the past, you have particular milestones that are, that are dictated. Again, you know, having a house, having a family, and having these these very solid mile, you know, milestones. And I would disagree that you know success is frowned upon. I would say that the terms of success are different, and that why should people may be questioning why should I lead such an unhappy life like my parents did? to achieve these arbitrary goals that may, I may not want. As you know, as we think about how hard it is to own a home, it may actually be not what people want to have like, this house, to have a mortgage, and to have the answer to an HOA. They might not be like want that, they wanted that. Or to have a family. Some people don't want to have children. And in many cultures, that's frowned upon. Why? And that is true. And once again, to just to kind of have a back and forth about that is, I mean, I'll be a hypocritical just for a couple seconds here. You know, society has dictated for many, many years that this is what we need to be successful, the basic necessities. You know, a strong job with a strong income to provide and to protect, you know, whether it be yourself or if you choose to have a family, if you choose to have children, if you choose just to be by yourself, you have to have that stability. You know, of course you can rage against the machine and say, no, I'm not going to do it. No, I'm not going to get a job. No, I'm not going to be successful. You know, I would want to live in a cave, you know, or I want to live in a sewer like a turtle, but you still need the basic necessities to make it through life. Obviously my version of success isn't another person's version of success. But you have to have a strong foundation if you are going to try to make it in this world. Yes, you can live off the grid. You know, yes, you can be, you know, bear grills and eat bugs and, and leaves and stuff like that. But do you really think that's going to be fulfilling 
into the grand scheme of things because we are biologically hardwired, you know, to be the best, to be successful in one particular definition, you know, multiple definitions of the term success, we're just hardwired to have that success. That's why we push for the great job. We push, you know, to try to win the lottery. We push for the beautiful house and everything in between because that's just who we are as a species. And, you know, most people really don't understand that. You know, they want the mindset of, okay, I'll do what I want. I don't need A, B, and C, and D, but deep down inside, they really have to have that, you know, to lead a fruitful life. But that's, that, that's, just, that's just my belief system, and that's just things that I've seen throughout my years. I would like to um, illustrate how I think we have to look into the spirit of, of the American society, and we have to think that it's highly influenced by religion. And the reason I mention this is because we think about the, um, uh, the Protestant work ethic, how much you, your worth as a person is how much you produce, and as such a big part of it. Notice how when we introduce ourselves, we mention our job as a part of our identity that defines us. Now, when you're a doctor, that's, that who, that's who you are. If you're a sanitation worker, that kind of defines who you are. Where in other cultures, it may be just such a small thing that is mentioned about you. Um, and that um, people can still fulfill their physical needs for shelter, food, and water, and but how much do we need? And um, I would question also that a lot of um, how we behave, noticing that we're living in a, a late-stage um, capitalistic society, we're consuming, consuming, consuming. And so maybe our people are trying to be conscious of that and thinking, I don't need to have all this excess. I personally think that um, we might be at the last, I, I would say the golden age of wastefulness. And as the world develops and the world becomes more, has less resources, we are maybe the last generation that can be frivolous and wasteful about things. And I think soon that we cannot be anymore. So. I think thinking about these underpinnings of our philosophy, our society, shapes the way we think and how we behave. Um, I think about how, you know, how we need to have a car. Now you think how in America, you gotta be able to drive everywhere. And that's part of how, we, how it is. And that's not the way it is in other countries. Um, and having, even having a nice car is a symbol of success to most people. You know, everybody wants to drive a brand new Tesla nobody wants to drive a 1980 Pinto and because that would reflect upon you I would think that there's a lot of deeper things that we are thinking about and I as I may have um, have uh, mentioned and that the lockdown that happened in 2019 it was an opportunity not a calamity it was an opportunity to really think about these deep issues about why you're working why you use your energy the way you do why have the relationships you have why are you leaving the life that you have? And that made a lot of people uncomfortable, but it kind of was a chance for us to really ask these deep questions about ourselves. And I understand that too. Um, to, to counterpoint that, um, I really think you're talking shit about Pintos, number one. Uh, I'm kidding. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, but number two, I think we had that opportunity to really use COVID, the pandemic, as a way to really reset 
how we think and how we, you know, how we need to reset our, you know, our makeup as far as, you know, who we are as, as people and the want versus the need. You know, um, I think, I think uh, part of us were spoiled when the government offered us money to sit at home and, and really do nothing. So people took advantage of that instead of tucking it away or instead of saying, okay, well, you know, you are correct. You know, I, I, don't, I don't need these lavish things. But once again, like we mentioned a couple shows ago, is nature is nature versus nurture. You know, we're hardwired to have all these fancy things because we're we're just primitive peacocks. You know, we have to flaunt our wealth. We have to flaunt our you know our affluency. I totally butchered that word, but it just goes way way back. You know, I mean, it goes way back to you know to the ages of kings and queens. I mean, the people with the most, you know, were considered the best. They don't have to be a good person, but the more things that they had, the more shiny things that they had, was their better status. And that has carried over through generation, generation, generation. The better status you have, the more of a quote-unquote good person you may be. Not looking at your personality, but just what you have. And we have a lot of resources that we're burning through. But do I believe that we're living in the last ages of that? Not necessarily. With the building of more technology, the more, you know, the more of the now generation, I can hop on an app and get something now. I can order something and get it tomorrow, stuff like that. I think we're, I think we're hindering ourselves, you know, and, and, and our basic needs and, and the way we should be. But I really don't think our resources are going to be burnt up too much. Not, not in our lifetime. Maybe, maybe a couple of lifetimes ahead. But once again, you know, just this is just my belief system in that. Hmm. So, I the reason why I think about these things is I think about climate change. Think about how outside nowadays it's a blistering over a hundred degrees weather, and it's going to get worse and worse and worse. You know, like I just moved in both states that I've lived in, it's out of control hot out there, and I don't see getting any better. And I, you know, more power use, the it's going to be. It's getting more hazardous. We think about how the Colorado River is going to dry up, and how everybody that depends on that water will be negatively impact, impacted. Um, you know, we think back about the '90s, how you know it was fashionable to be environmentally conscious. It's just about out of control, and like you know, even being able to have meat, we, thought, we saw the price of eggs spike. It's in. <laughs> All of this kind of makes me reminds me of why I like post-apocalyptic themes in, in entertainment, because it breaks people down. It breaks away all the superficiality, all the things that we thought we needed, all the things that we thought were important, into and just grinds you down into what it means to be a, a human being as an animal, not as something that's separate. You know, well, that's why I was fascinated with you know, like The Walking Dead, or this um, or anything like that. Or even like this new book that I've been um, really engrossed in called uh, The Three-Body Problem about how aliens um, are trying to invade the Earth and what it does to our society. It's been fascinating to think about, you know, the fragility of our societies and, and what kind of disaster, like any disaster that could, could disrupt all that in a blink of an eye. And that's something I think, that's something I think that, that we like. You know, we like apocalyptic stuff like that because, like you said, it's going to make us think. It's going to make us try to really understand about what we have 
what we well, too much stuff that we have instead of keeping it simple instead of keeping life and love and careers and just life things everything simple we just want more and we'll step on anybody to get it we'll create something with ai to get it and it's a really weird take or as the kids would say hot take um do i really think it's going to destroy us as people it may but not in our lifetime it, we just have too much stuff and we have just forgotten as a society just to keep things simple just to keep things basic get our basic needs um, we just can't have that anymore because it all goes back to nature versus nurture and we're hardwired just to want more a la storages bigger houses <laughs> you know bigger garages you know ikea just so many things that give us so much unnecessary stuff and that just right. that just, that just hurts the planet a whole lot more but to quote george carlin the planet is going to be fine the people are going to be fucked but the planet is going to be fine um and i really don't foresee any kind of calamity happening to um, humans anytime soon i'm a very optimistic kind of person um, i think without getting too deep into the woods that i think nature understands when enough is enough and they will and the planet will take care of itself and you know shake things off and weed things through but that's a whole another topic for a whole another day on that one <laughs> and I, I like to kind of hint of like uh, these type of things number one i would defy george carlin and say you know what if we want you that badly we could fucking kill the earth we could i bet you we could just destroy the into the core of this thing or knock this place off the uh, the axis and send it into the sun if we really wanted to <laughs> not that i want to prove wrong but i know we could <laughs> well and, see uh i'm oh, i'm sorry please finish your thought oh sorry and i know but comment about how nature would um uh correct that's one of the things i liked most about the new godzilla uh, movies about how they are nature's um reaction to humanity to put humanity back in their place. You know, I think it's time for another Godzilla attack. But this time, you know, America. You know, America, just in case. Because I think other countries suffered enough. I think it's America's turn. You know, and uh, and really rallied the good old boys and all these other, you know, radical groups to go, Godzilla, let me kill it. No, I'm not. I'm running and hiding. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, all your guns in America. Yeah, you, you, run, from a, you run from a big lizard. Okay, that's fine. Uh. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. Now, folks, they listen to this podcast. I mean, we're not all, uh, you know, gloom and doom, folks. And we do have some sunshine and rainbows here. Godzilla mixed in with America. Beautiful thing. Uh, <laughs> but um, did, did look on the bright side of things a little bit. Because once again, we're always talking about self-improvement and how people are scared to do it, how some people don't want to do it because they don't want to have change. And... What was, I think I asked you before, if I did, I have something else, but what was a catalyst for your change? I mean, um, mental, mentally wise, uh, like not physical, just, just, just mental. Mm. I think it was, a lot of it was being forced to re-examine um, my own thinking through my experiences and by either 
seeking out new new experiences willfully or being forced to confront it you know as i think about disability is because i had such an intimate change in in myself and i had to embrace it i had to tell myself adapt or perish there's nothing there is no sea there is no there's nothing else and so it, it forced me to confront that to completely change my whole philosophy about things about even thinking about how um don't focus on a cure don't focus on that focus on making the best of your life and focus on advocacy being the best advocate for yourself and you know that's part of my path right now or just meeting new people, meeting people that you thought that you would have nothing in common with, and really um, seeing them as a person, and not just about the one thing that may is, may separate you two. And that's how I've kind of been able to re-examine myself and my beliefs, and how I view other people, and how I find out good and bad things about myself because of getting myself outside my, my comfort zone. And that's really good. Uh, myself, it's been well, once again, well documented that I'm, I'm a loner in my own castle. Um, I have reached out to many people during my travels and during my life. And now am, at my age, I enjoy my own company. But that doesn't mean, you know, during my travels, you know, running errands and stuff like that, I do encounter some good people. Just a simple smile, simple nod of a head, or holding a door open for someone, or giving somebody your grocery card. You know, you never know just what a simple, kind gesture, you know, can make us, you know, can make somebody's day. So I take the little things from people that I encounter, and I just embrace those, and I appreciate the most simplistic of things of people. My expectations for people are is, are, is not very high. Um, I did, I had the rose-colored glasses. When I was younger, you know, a child, a teen, a young adult, um, for a brief period of time, I let life harden me a lot. But as anybody can, anybody can understand and agree, the older you get, you know, the more loose you get, the more, more open-minded you get, and the more you appreciate little bitty stuff. So for me, the most simplistic of things you know, really helped change my mindset to keep an open mind when it comes to people. Because whether we want to accept it or not, we need people, you know, we need people in our lives in one form or fashion, whether it be a relationship, whether it be a best friend, whether it be some strange confidant, you know, that you have conversation with once a week, hint, hint, and, uh, <laughs> you know, it just goes from there, but, but people benefit us, whether they're good people or whether people that frustrate us. You know, we just kind of mm -hmm. need them, or we just kind of need them around. Mm-hmm. It, it is true. It's absolutely true. And that, I think, people are people because of other people. And it is... The, <laughs> I was pondering this one quote by, um, I think it was from uh, the famous playwright Jean-Paul Sartre in the famous play um, No Exit. Uh, the, I think the, the well-known quote was, hell is other people. And I started to really think about what that means. And I, and I went on a little quest to you know, look it up and consider. And the answer that I thought resonated with me is that it's not that 
human relationships are poisoned is that we find suffering because of other people and that you know, to tie it back what we're talking about you know like it's what brings us suffering if we have poor relationships poor quality relationships and that can be hellish it's not that just being with other people is 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 insufferable it's just how we interact with each other is insufferable i agree i agree to a point um, i also agree and it was a harsh lesson to learn that old saying misery loves company mm -hmm. you know it does you know it's, it's it's one thing to say that you know i'm not going to surround myself with people in situations like that but then you come to find out that maybe somebody you care about is a miserable person <laughs> and you yeah you stick around them because superhero complex or you know you just want to wallow in them you, you just want to wallow with them because you like that person you care about that person or their family or just whatever and once again when you're in the muck you know you just don't want to get out because you're comfortable or you try to save them so much that their problems or their problems becomes yours mm -hmm. we're just human we're just human beings and this is what we do and the point of this is we try to get ourselves out of it and it's hard it is a struggle and like like you said it is painful mm -hmm. right and Again, to be rearing, you gotta surround yourself with like-minded people. And if, uh, and I'll even dare say, if you are the only one in your sphere, then it's okay. That solitude may be though what you need for now, because I believe that by cultivating that kind of positive energy, it'll naturally attract others eventually to to the energy you're giving off. And you just can't have those toxic people around you because it'll, it'll diminish the light in you. Yes, that is true. And uh, it's a hard thing. It's a very, very hard thing. This is why I enjoy being in my castle by myself alone. So no expectations. <laughs> because I cannot be mad at my own house. Um, <laughs> so a really simple question for you as the, slow, the uh, show slowly comes to a close what things um in a good person to you what do you look for in a good person uh, compassion compassion is the number one thing when somebody is willing to be that and give the kindness without judgment for, for another person that's really a great value that i have then i want to see that in other people um Let's see. Uh, I would also think just having that motivation to, to improve yourself, I think that goes a long way. Like as we talked about, if you're the same person you are you were about 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago, then maybe a sign that they've just stopped trying. And that's just it for them. And I think because that's, you know, this whole thing of our podcast about positive change. You know, really embracing that and just meet another person that's on that. And if you're of the same ilk and same um, mindset, it can get you where you want to be even better. Because, you know, you want to be around people that can help bring you up and not push you down. So those are important things. And, you know, and how these things manifest is up to each person. But as you find out where it manifests, you can find that value. 
and hopefully they see it in you as well. Mm, I like that. Um, so my basic things I look for in person is I will borrow that. I'll, you know, I'll borrow compassion because uh, it's really hard to make a connection with somebody that has zero compassion, zero empathy um, because all they would care about is themselves and not really how you feel or how about anybody else feels. Um, someone, someone with humility. That is a major thing. Um, you know, you know, you know, someone that understands what their limitations are as a person, someone who takes accountability for their actions. That's the major thing that I want is, is, is accountability. Um, not a whole lot of people have that. Uh, I've learned throughout my years. And without that, to me, it's just kind of an empty person, you know. Mm-hmm. And of course, I mean, someone with just basic common sense. The bar is really low <laughs> for what, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, for what I require in a good person, a good human being, a friend, um, a friend, a relationship, or just whatever, just a simple, good person. And what's really odd is that's really hard to find nowadays, don't you think? I think, I think it's always been that way because I think it requires people to be self-aware and not to just be caught up in the daily grind or just distract themselves, you know, having that priority to, to think about ourselves, having that meta thought. It's not something that everybody cultivates, you know. I, it kind of just like when people take their time off to refine themselves, that's really great. Sometimes I, I see it when like, I accidentally watch like, um, like for example, like Entertainment Tonight, that show sickens me. <laughs> like, it's like, why do people care so much about the teeny tiny details of other people that much? Why? It's so strange to me. Oh, trust me, I have thoughts about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it, it's just odd, but before we. Um, in this conversation and going to rants I'm sorry I'm stealing from uh, cereal and beer please forgive me Um, (laughs) I uh, it's interesting I've always made a joke to myself that I was born in the wrong era because my my thought patterns are always different I've always seen the world different I've always seen people different not that I'm better than anyone else um, I just look at things different. I look at things in the most simplistic of manner to not understanding what makes someone so angry or what makes someone so sad. Obviously, there are extenuating circumstances, but I'm just talking about just the basic thoughts of humans, you know, to why they cannot be a peace, to why they cannot find that peace or that happiness to make them through the day or to have them just understand how fragile life is you know and 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 to learn to appreciate what they have you know before it's gone and i just that's just to me a head scratcher that i've wasted a lot of energy and brain cells on you know just just wondering why the human the, the common human being just can't really appreciate simple things it's i think it's because we keep convincing ourselves that, you know, we want something more, 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 and something better. We just keep convincing ourselves and like, 
we don't consider contentment and we only consider happiness. Happiness to me is kind of like a, a spike. It's a high. Contentment's more like a, a good plateau. Understandable. I would rather be at peace than to be happy. Mm. Oh, I like that. Yes, absolutely, folks. And I've been at peace for the longest of times, but I don't need to be happy to do it. So that is my little slant on that. So do you have anything else for us before we dip into rants? Well, um, I just also, as a meta commentary, I just really enjoy how we can have a, a really kind of productive exchange of ideas and that I think it's good that we have differences of opinion. I think that's something really nice and that we we can really explore these ideas together because you know we don't want to just have echo chamber and I just thought that it'd be something kind of nice to point out yes I really do enjoy that um, it has taken me many years in my especially my younger years to really understand that what I like won't be what you like and it's okay yeah. mm-hmm. you know the, the views whether it be religious whether it be politics whether it be relationships or anything of the sort we don't have to be on the same page but we can have an understanding. We can listen to understand, not listen to react. And not a whole lot of people do that these days. You know, you will give an unpopular opinion and people will attack you instantly for it instead of listening to understanding, you know, to understand. So it's one of the main things uh, I definitely respect about you as a person, respect about you as, as a friend. You know, the fact that, you know, it's okay. It's okay to disagree. You have your point. I have my point, and uh, and on more than one occasion, I understood and go, "Well, actually, that's correct." So let me <laughs> so let me change that a little bit here, because uh, <laughs> I am not the smartest peanut in a turd. So trust me, if you give me a good argument, by all means, I don't mind <laughs> opening my mind and going, "Okay, Kevin's right." So, so it's good. <laughs> and just I and also I I. I have to make a conscious effort to myself. Like, why don't people see it my way? Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't re- I keep, I can't keep remember. Like, that's how, uh, you know, I don't get anywhere with that. It's, it's how, you know, the, the, the worst version of me thinks. And I have to keep aware of that. It's a beautiful thing to be self-aware. It took me a very long time to get there. And mm-hmm. I want, in a perfect world, Kevin, I want everyone to be self-aware because I believe it'll be so much easier, so much easier if everybody was self-aware. But I have to come to the harsh reality that no one is like me. Mm-hmm. And I don't want everyone to be like me. You know, I just want, yeah. just, I just want just a few sprinkles of me in people. That sounded horrible and nasty, and I apologize. Um, but, <laughs> but yes, people who are more self-aware, people who are more self-accountable, people who have more humility, um, I think that would make tremendous strides in who we are as a society. Um, so that's just my two cents on that. So um, ready for rants, young man? Oh, yeah, let's go. You first. I'll, I'll let you have it. If you have nothing, then I'll take over the helm until you think of something. All right, so my rant goes to 
Okay, this is probably getting one of those spicy ones, but people who proselytize to others, especially when they're working. Um, I was at a cafe, and I was just sitting there, and I just overheard these young people having this conversation, um, and they were just really trying to push their beliefs upon um, the workers. And they're all just, you know, pretty young. And to me, I'm just like, this is not cool. It, <laughs> it just felt like bizarre. Like, for me, as a non-religious person, I try to be respectful and tolerant of people's faiths. And not to try to just push the way I, I think about the world and, and life and reality onto others. And it just seems strange that these people are trying to, like, almost take advantage of people's insecurities and needs. And be like, come join us, come join us, come join us. And the worst part of, the worst part of me wanted to challenge them directly. It's like, no, how about you think like this? I wasn't ready to have a, a public confrontation with people. <laughs> but I thought it was just like, we have a captive audience. You know, the worker has to be kind and, and nice to the customer. They don't want to risk their jobs just to prove a point. So I thought it was kind of abusive that these people who may have good intentions, but as the saying goes, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yes. I thought it was really inconsiderate of them to to be that way and try to just um, basically convert people. I didn't like it. I like that. Uh, my rant is more simple. <laughs> it's more simple and I'm going to contribute this to the old man screaming at clouds um, I am not a big fan nor I never was a big fan of someone who placed their value on their looks um, and let me dip into that a little bit further I've always had the belief that the old saying is what's inside that counts and I've seen a lot of people, a lot of the time, rely on their looks to get what they want. Anything to get what they want. It could be male or female. Um, and they use that without the understanding that, in the end, it doesn't matter. You know, your looks can only get you so far. And no one's looking at the big picture. The big picture meaning, you know, you must have personality. You must have intelligence. You must have some monicum of of just brain activity to understand that what you were when you're 20 is not what you're going to be at 35, not what you're going to be at 47, not what you're going to be at 50. And you have to have something behind the eyes, something behind the looks, the brunettes, the blondes, the bodies, stuff like that. If you constantly rely on your looks, as tremendous as it may be, it will gain you the wrong kind of attention. People will not take you seriously because they understand that there is a hollow shell in there and that there's nothing else to offer other than visually. You know, in my 20s, yes, looking at visuals is was tremendous because I didn't have the mental capacity to go, okay, there's something beyond that. And now when I get older and I interact with people and you can see that they're just all about the outside it's really, it, it, it makes me sad. 
you know, it really makes me sad to understand that I can look at them and I can tell them, hey, this isn't going to last very long. You know, you might want to back that up with something tangible. But, of course, you know, you can't tell a person the sky is blue when they know it's purple. So that's just one of my rants. I just wish we are better people, more self-aware, more realizing that there's more to us than just what's on the outside. I, I think that's important. You know, it's like beauty fades, standards change. But like the virtues that people appreciate, those remain. Yes, and, and of course, it's a sad commentary on people, but we try not to to uh, make it sad most of the time in this show. I mean, uh, ever since, once again, like I said before, you know, since I have a co-host, to bounce ideas off of, bounce theories off of, and have those, have those discussions, have those conversations, you know, um, I think that we are bringing to light a whole lot just more stuff, I guess, you know, because I'm not a Twitter guy, I'm not a instagram guy or anything of the sort i just like having just basic conversation thought-provoking conversation right or wrong you know smarter idiot you know i think that you know we can have these conversations you know just to to be entertaining to provoke thought and to make people chuckle a little bit so that's just, that's just who we are so mm-hmm. as uh this show winds down i'll give you the final say before we before we do some plugs all right, we might as well uh, take another part from Serial Bear and talk about shoutouts. I would like to talk about a shoutout. Um, you see, my shoutout goes to Trader Joe's Ghost Pepper Chili Chips. They're my favorite. From top to bottom, from the consistency to the thickness of the chip, to the spiciness to the flavor, it is the top-notch chip of them all. Move over Doritos, go away, uh, <laughs> Pringles. <laughs> These are the best. <laughs> I mean, I may have to try it out, and uh, very soon, my friend. Very soon, I think it's time for you and us, for you and I, to have sushi, avocado oh, rolls, uh, shrimp tempura, all that fun stuff. Have sushi, have conversation, do a live show, or just you know shoot the shit for about an hour or so, maybe multiple hours, uh, and, and, and just and just catch up because it's been twenty years in the making. So let's definitely make this happen. Oh yeah. So, um, so where can people find you if they want to, if they want to reach out to you, Kev? All right, uh, not uh, not just here. I'm also found at the Cereal and Beer podcast with my good friend Jeff. Um, you can find this uh, podcast, which is about uh, commenting on about the world through the lens of a, of Asian Americans on Podomatic, um, on uh, Apple podcasts on spotify and now on the uh walker ace experience uh, network yes 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 and i will pester you until it becomes a reality <laughs> when are we getting the next episode of cereal and beer hopefully within a week or two because now that the dust is mostly settling here that i've now that i've uh, moved back i can get my uh, setup going and uh, do a recording sweet and of course we cannot wait to hear it um cereal and beer is now on podbean and you can find them uh the walker ac experience out of context like and majestically all of the shows um on the experience network under walker 
walkerac76.podbean.com. That's walkerac76.podbean.com. Be sure to subscribe, to like, to comment. Get those algorithms up if you're looking for a good show to listen to. We have multiple shows on here to listen to and enjoy whether it be a potpourri of talking on the Out of Context podcast to thought-provoking talks like the Walker AC Experience or to two best friends on cereal and beer with our buddy Kevin Yu and Jeff. So we do thank you once again for joining us. Find us once again on 22 free different platforms. Now we are on Good Pods. Go to goodpods.com, do a search for the Walker AC Experience, subscribe on there as well. A very good website to look up different types of podcasts, and we're on there too, folks. Um, I have been Walker AC, you have been listening to the Walker AC Experience, and uh, this has been my co-host Kevin Yu, and we will talk to you again soon. Kevin, thank you so much once again for joining, and uh, we'll do this again sooner than later. It's been a privilege. Take care, everyone.